Now if I had the courage, I'd pour into your jaw All the things that I have heard you whisper in the dark And when that jar was heavy Hello, and welcome to Indie Bandwidth, an alternative music podcast Actually, I'd say it's a father-son podcast I'm the father And I'm not Alright then so, uh, last time we had our uh, first episode, I guess, yeah. we didn't say our names. We did not introduce uh, ourselves. So, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Parker. And I'm Jordan. I should have said, and I'm not, but I'm not going to follow that uh, yeah. that trend. So, today, we're going to talk about... Today, on to, this day. On this we very recording. day. We are going to talk about one of my favorite albums from absolutely <laughs> my favorite band in all of human history. The album is... Zero plus two equals one by No Means No. No means no. If you're listening to this and you know No Means No, then Good you're, job. <laughs> you're, you're probably already a super fan. And you're going to be listening to this, following along with all of the songs that we're going to be covering, and either agreeing or disagreeing with our takes on them. If you don't know No Means No... Learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, these guys... So, I, this is the part of the podcast where we give a little bit of background on No Means Yeah. No. All right. So, No Means No is a... Started off as a Canadian punk trio. They actually started out as a duo. They started out as a duo. Just Rob and John. So, it's Rob Wright and John Wright. They're brothers. two brothers. So, Rob Wright is the bassist, and he's the older of the two, and John Wright is the drummer. They started off in 1979 as a duo, uh, sort of influenced by prog and, and jazz, but they formed a punk band, and they just started off as a two-piece, and their first album that they released was called Mama, and it's just the two of them. Um, but then, uh, a year after that, they brought on Andy Kerr uh, as a guitarist. So then they became a trio. Yes. Uh, and they had a bunch of albums with Andy, and then after this album, Zero Plus Two Equals One, Andy retired from the band. Sadly. Uh, sadly. Uh, they did a... So it's not a solo album, but they did an album with just the two of them called "Why Do They Call Me Mr. Happy?" And, and they got a new guitarist. That's right. They brought on Tom Holliston as their guitarist, who then recorded with them uh, throughout the remainder of their albums up until their most unfortunate retirement last year. Okay, uh, a, a very sad day. <laughs> so no means no. Um, this will be the segment of the podcast that I call First Spins, and that's me talking about how I first came across these guys, this sure. album in particular. Sure. So, uh, and then you can talk about your how you uh, you, okay. you came to like yep. them. Go I've ahead. been trying to get you to into No Means No since you were far too young, and it was inappropriate for me to get you into No Means No. And now I am into No Means No. <laughs> and I could not be happier, as with Pavement. Um, so No Means No, once again, this band I trace back to my really good friend Russell, who ends up having introduced me to most of the bands that I really, really adore and still love to this day. Uh, and Russell first played me wrong, which, for those of you who know No Means No, you probably would have assumed that would be the first one that we would do. But we realized it somewhat recently and, you know, over like the last year or so, there's been multiple other podcasts that have covered wrong. We want to sort of set ourselves apart and not do the same album that everyone else is covering. That's right. So. Now, we will get to it because... Yeah, absolutely, because it's a great album. Wrong is uh, incredible. Mm -hmm. But Zero Plus One is really, really good, too. And and yeah. many times in my life, it's actually been one of my favorites. Um, so I, I, I was already a fan of No Means No when I heard Zero Plus Two. But it was the second album of theirs uh, that had come out in the time that I liked them. And had been introduced to them. Uh, that was back in college. And, of course, I remember falling in love with this album immediately, right away. Um, and it's got some of my favorite No Means No songs on it. But with No Means No, I, I can't have a favorite album. There are some I like a little more than others, but pretty much their entire discography is uh, is gold to me. Yeah. So what what about you? How, how did you... How's your appreciation of No Means yeah. No evolved? Well, obviously, when I was... As with a lot of bands, I'm sure we're going to cover. When I was, like, very young, um, you would play over the speakers, just a lot of No Means No. I, I specifically... Okay, so I remember their song off one of their later albums, Al's Fart. It was their last full album they released. Um, the song Till I Die became one of my favorites for many years. 
apparently, according to my father, um, something dark against something light, which came out actually after Ausfart, was my favorite at one point, though I've actually no memory of that being my favorite. It was your favorite to the degree that in preschool, when you had to fill out a form or a little worksheet that said, my favorite song is, you put that. And I could only think of the poor preschool teacher who was thinking, I wonder what song that is, and went home and looked it up and tried to play it, and wondered (laughs) what the heck I was doing to my son. (laughs) So one thing I want to point out here, I don't think we'll have any of this on the actual podcast, but you should know that there are elements of No Means No Songs that aren't really appropriate for young kids. So if you're listening to this podcast, because it's a father-son podcast, with your kids, the podcast will probably be okay, Um, but some of the songs have some profanity in it. And No Means No could certainly be a dark band. Yeah, we're definitely going to cover songs and albums on this podcast that are most definitely PG-13. That's true. That's true. So not the not the best for uh, the, the young chitlins. But we will probably mostly keep those bits out of the podcast as much as we can. As maybe. much as we can. But we always right. know it's going to be kind of hard sometimes. Yeah, it will be, but we'll see what we can do. Yeah. So enough of that dumb chatter. Let's dive right into this right. amazing album. Now, so, yeah, go ahead. The first song is now. Now, <laughs> so it's going to be kind of hard to talk about now, as now is a word I think I use a lot, but um, this is our theme music. That's you, right. You just heard it about a couple minutes ago. That's right. So you're, um, you're already relatively familiar with it. Now, now is a song, it opens with the vocals of Andy Kerr. The, the, vo- the, the, the person you hear singing, that's Andy Kerr. He left the band, a, what did you say, like a year after this album or something? Uh, yeah, about a year after this album, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Now. And, yeah, Now is an amazing song. The The funny story I have about this song is when I uh, I had uh, one particular friend where I grew up, and, and I'll be honest, he was a bit of a hick, or at least a redneck, I would say. Um, someone who listened to country a lot. <laughs> he adored this song. Every time he would come over, he'd go like, you got to put on that song, No Means Knows, that, what is it now? Oh, that song is awesome. And I think it's because it actually has a bit of a country guitar riff in its own way, or a, or at least a real bluesy rhythm and blues. I, I, would, I would call it more bluesy than country. It, it I don't think the, the chords that it uses are... No, it's not really country. country, you're right. It's more uh, bluesy. Bluesy could definitely be a comparison that yeah. could be fairly made about yeah. uh, now. I also used this song as an example of a piece of art related to time in a class I had in college <laughs> called Time in Human Consciousness. And they wanted people to bring in poems about time. And so you brought in now? I brought in the lyrics to this song. Yeah. Uh, it I definitely, it was... yeah. If, if you dive into the lyrics, they... It has some definitely some interesting analogies. That's right. So let's pause for a second, and we're going to let you hear some of the parts of now that you hadn't heard as the opening intro. This is going to be a part that probably has uh, Rob singing instead of Andy. All right, so enjoy this little clip we have for you. bit of now. Yes. Just then. Yeah. That, that was now. Just then. Just now. Right. Just right now, now. That was now. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so tell me what you like about this song. I... Or what you think about the song if you don't like it. I do like the song. Which would be stupid because how could you not like this <laughs> Shut song? Shut up. Um, I, I do like how it, how it, how it, the transition it has um, through the guitar to the, to the bass and to the to the bass and guitar and drums, and then back to guitar and drums without bass. Right, and in this song, as if and for those that know no means no, this song actually has one of the least complicated bass lines. It's pretty straight up. It, it's a pretty rhythm and blues song. bass line, right? Yeah, the whole song is pretty straightforward. Really, a wall of great sound. Um, but it doesn't have a lot going on 
in the music. Like there's not there's not that much layer to it, but the stuff that is there is very potent. It's very potent. And one of my favorite parts about the song is the false ending. It comes to this really great conclusion, and you kind of think it's finished, and then all of a sudden the drums start up again, and it gives you a last little little bit at the very end, instrumental. But I love that little false finish. It kind of gets me every time, and there's every time I listen to it, I think, oh, that's the oh wait, no, that's right, the song's not quite over yet. Right. Um, however, as with many, many no means no songs, where this, for me anyway, where this song really shines, is the lyrics. The lyrics are absolutely incredible, and which is why I brought this in as a poem. Uh, I really do feel like this song has a lot to do with the nature of time. I think it has to do with a lot of other things as well, because it's no means no. Of course. Um, but uh, it really has some incredibly depthful and insightful things to say about, I think, the nature of a moment. Um, yeah. I mean, have you listened to the lyrics I, of the song at all? I have. I, yeah, they, defi- they definitely make a lot of like talk about time and how oh Rob makes some great analogy about us with a serpent somewhere during like the second chorus oh yeah the uh, uh, the nows of uh, now's a well of shadows <laughs> oh, I gotta have a lyric sheet anyway, from me. I right. anyways I mean he's a genius poet I, I've Absolutely. always wished Rob would put out a volume of poetry I think he even no, had a bunch of poetry but he just never bothered to, to release it um so, I, I mean, my advice for, for anyone who's going to dive into No Means No who doesn't know No Means No well, um, when you listen to their music, pull up the lyric sheets on the internet because the words really mean a lot in these songs. They are not secondary. In our first uh, you know, podcast, we talked about pavement, and Malkmus has great lyrics, but they're but texture. They're the, yeah, the ly- abstract. The lyrics, the lyrics often don't have any meaning or coherent story. Um, they, they, and the, the, um, instrumentals, oh, geez, uh, complement each other? Yeah. Is that the right? Sure. Yeah. Sort of drawing a blank on English. Which is perfect for a podcast. Right. That's like, losing that, language. That's, that's, that's the best thing to do for a podcast. That's right. Okay. That's right. Should we, should we talk about the next song now? Um, you don't have anything else to say about now? Not really. I guess not. Me neither. All right. So, uh, we're going to play you a bit of the next song. This one is called... The Fall. Alright, I would say the fall, but you know, same difference. <laughs> Alright, again with that English thing. That's right, okay, here we go. So, enjoy this little clip. Do you know the meaning of this is love, this is love? Do you know the meaning of this is love, this is love? Do you know the meaning of this is love, this is love? Do you know the meaning of this is love, this is love? Do you know the meaning of this is love, this is love? That was the fall. This is a, this is ah, uh, this is an interesting song. Since here's a little, I guess, behind the scene ish thing, we haven't put in the clip yet, obviously, so we don't know which part of the song we're gonna play. This is a hard song, I think, to pick the clip, because this song has so many different elements to it. It really does. It starts off with one kind of beat uh, and and one yeah. clip, and then it. Really transitions pretty pretty strongly into something completely different. This is one of the funnest no means no songs to rock out to. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, agreed. It, agreed. It has what I think. I, I don't know if we're gonna play this part uh, for you, but it has what I call a punk rock bass drop. Oh, nice. Just based on like the musical structure of how it it, it builds and then it goes into. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The moment in the song I'm talking about. Yeah. No, I, this song is is again. Like I, I I struggle to when I record the, <laughs> these podcasts with these band. I like to not just say this song is so amazing. I love that song so much. But right, we got to be a little more specific. We about have to be a little like more specific and poetic about it. Um, this song, uh, to me, lyrically, the song is an incredibly existential song. It really, to me, talks about the very nature of what it means to just be a human being. The first thing that happens in your life is, you know, the discovery of this love of your mother, and then that gets really complicated, changing into romantic love and sexual love and how kind of complicated and weird that is, but really down to the visceral human level. No Means No to me does this a lot. They really get down to the guts of the beauty, but the challenging Honesty. honesty and sometimes terror of what it means 
to be a being living in the world. Yeah. The, yeah, this song's lyrics are are short and repeated, but I'm, I know I will probably use this word a lot more than I already have, but potent. Very potent. They have a lot. It, there's just, like, a lot in the simplicity of the lyrics in this song. But it's a fun song. It's a fun right? song. Like, this is not... This is, some of their songs, the next one, for instance, which we'll get to in a minute, is yeah. really dark, and I would not call it fun. Nope. This song is a hell of a lot of fun. Like, you could play this song at a party, and it would fit right in, I think. Another great thing about the song that I love is that it has a horn section. You oh, can, I don't remember that. You, you don't hear that? Yeah, you can hear um, horns come in. The, and they actually called the horn section the Totalitaritones. If you read the liner notes, which you've never gotten to see because you only get the stream music. But back in the day, back in my day. I mean, I would like to have like the. Well, I think I have them in the garage. Um, With the liner notes. Yeah, they they say thank you to the totalitaritones for the for playing on this song. And so you can really hear these little great uh, stings. As a matter of fact, I'm going to I'm going to put in a little clip right now of that part. because I think it's a really good part. So, now I think we can move on to what, in my opinion, is one of the seminal No Means No songs, and a song that I don't think anybody else could write. Oh, but, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Here, here's a clip. Okay, this one's called Zero Plus Two Equals One, which is, of course, the title of the album itself. I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm probably wrong, but probably the only hardcore song written in 5-4 time? One of the only, for sure. Yeah. Like, hardcore punk rock. It, it yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird melody. It's, a, or, no, I can't say melody, because I don't know this song, this song even has a melody, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, and this is one of those songs, you know, and some people have tried to turn on to No Means No when they hear their music and, and this kind of wheelhouse of their music specifically, they kind of get turned off by the fact that Rob just speaks, right? right. He's not singing so much. It, that's actually an element that... Took, that used to bug you a little bit, right? It, it bugged me so much. It's actually only like for the last couple of months that I've really been able to accept that and listen and enjoy that side of No Means No. Because I've only recently really gotten into them, only this year, really. It's true. It's true. Well, I think in this particular instance, it works really, really well. And lyrically, this song is insanely good. There are some of the lines in the song that are some of my favorite lines in all of music. And one thing that's very interesting that you'll notice really quickly listening to the song is that it's kind of just a poem. It is. It's, 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 It's a poem... Put to a weird 5-4 time. With some of the craziest drumming you will ever hear. Just because of how strange... It, uh, and I think it's about three-fourths of the way through the song, the lyrics take a break, and then it's just it's just a drum solo. Right, right. I, I love that bit. Cause it's, it's great. It's so weird, and and then you can hear Rob, like it seems like he stepped away from the mic screaming in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a weird, yeah. interesting moment, quite surreal. And also I want to highlight Andy in this song, because one of the things that I love about No Means No, especially in the Andy era, was that he was absolutely not your typical, first of all, rock guitarist, and definitely not your typical punk guitarist. You have the bass driving out this really strong, clear, bright melody, and then Andy is layering in these textures that... I can't think of another guitarist who plays that way, who adds into the song in the way that he does. And this song especially, there's just these like grinding, percussive guitar right. squawks. That I, just now that in. I'm sort of remembering, it's it's during that drum solo, there. Yeah. Andy's just like these quick bursts of like uh, very charred 
guitar. Exactly. It's really interesting. And talking about the, the styles of the different musicians for a second, the drummer... Oh my god! Like no other drummer, John. There's John no Wright is—he's a god of drummers. I mean, I mean, literally. If you talk to some of the best drummers in the world, many of them will refer back to John Wright as being one of the best drummers in the world. He's a drummer's drummer's drummer. <laughs> he is incredible. He's insane. Like he plays—you don't necessarily know what this means—but he plays well, with the jazz sure, style, yeah. where he, yeah. he holds them in that way that jazz drummers do, not in the way that <laughs> most is- rock drummers do. I, I think definitely lends a certain element to his style. It's it, it's oh, very unique, very hardcore, and just unbelievable and unmatched. Yeah, so solid. And while you will never have the experience of getting to see this, which is unfortunate, Ugh. he is just as good live. This is not a band that is really good in the studio and can really rip it up because they have good production and all of that. That's all true. But live, they shredded it just as hard as they do on the albums. As a matter of fact, I'd often call the live shows better than the recordings because well, getting to see their energy live. There's always was a crazy. certain energy to bands seeing live. No, that's the true. Few concerts I've been to, but I've, little, seen ba- I love I've seen bands live that have been a disappointment to me, right? Because they just weren't good enough to sustain it. But No Means No was better. They always kind of claimed that they were really a live band who did studio recordings to have a reason to go out. Well, I'm putting words in their mouth, but from any of the interviews I've read. That they would do, you know, put out albums so they would have an album to go and tour with. Well. All right. Okay. So let's, uh, what, anything else you want to say about zero plus two equals one? I mean, not really. a, my problem with this song, if not a problem. There's so much to say about the, it. There is so much to say. And I feel like part of what I want to do here, and I don't know that this is, that I, that I necessarily, necessarily should, is really dive into the lyrics. Because the, these guys have... Uh, especially Rob, I think he wrote many of the words for many of the songs, although not exclusive. Yeah. They have a way with words that I, I have not found in any other band. And Zero Plus Two has, has I think, one of the, is one of the most pinnacle examples of that. The, the, here's like the, the word of yeah. play in stanzas like this. Night and darkness love silence of, above all, not the equations of sun-loving mm-hmm. apes or their prayers for the dead of a world that's to come. Zero plus two two equals one. Now, in a sense, that's very straightforward, but still beautiful. But then you have lyrics like this, (laughs) and this will be the last one. Uh, Question the answers. Stir the solutions. In the end, for light, you must burn your conclusions. Right? So, stir the solutions, like you're stirring a solution, but also questioning the answers you come up with. It's It's just brilliant. Brilliant Frankly, we could make a whole episode on the lyrics of Zero Plus Two. No, you could. You could. But we should move on. So the next song... maybe we will someday. The next song on the list, one of the things I love about this is that Zero Plus Two equals yes. One... The last the last line, if I get this right, of Zero Plus Two equals One is... is I think it's two... Well, no. Let's let's go one back. The, the events right. are the same, same in a different, different chain for the myth of logic and its heroes. One... one. Minus two equals, and, and then, then it goes into. Well, you'll find out in a second. Zero. So that was the Valley of the Blind. Now, as you see, it cuts from that that end lyric of Zero Plus Two. It goes right into Valley of the Blind. Nothing, 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 nothing. Zero. Zero. <laughs> I love I that. Love the Valley of the Blind. That's been a song that I've been listening to a lot lately. I could be wrong. I have a feeling this is an Andy Kerr song. He, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I can find out from Andy yeah, if, he, if this was one of his. I feel like there's a really good chance that he at least had a lot of input into it yeah it feels like an andy song it, yeah you've and he 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 sings it it's he, his no it's not he sings part of it he, they they all sing part of this that's song. right this song no but it's mostly rob that's right no, it's mostly rob but andy has a i think even i think john might sing on a little bit i'm sure probably some of the backgrounds yeah. there's a lot of um, uh, but this harmony. this song again with andy the guitar takes a Big front. It really song. does. Yeah, you're right. Th- this is slightly more straightforward in the in the melody than a lot of their other songs, but 
this is a song that I I don't I haven't I don't know exactly what the lyrics mean or anything in this song, but I do love the lyrics. Yeah, I think to, to me this song um, I I couldn't pin it down exactly lyrically, but it really feels like it's of their generation. It's a song describing. Uh, what it's like to be a part of their generation kind of coming out of the 50s and 60s and into the 70s, out of the kind of Cold War era and into a sort of almost era of nihilism, um, which they were all sort of facing I, I, in the I, 80s. I don't know what that means. Nihilism? Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be important to know what nihilism means for No Means No, because okay. nihilism means the a kind of aggressive stance uh, of the lack of meaning of the world, like a oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. active uh, stance of there being no meaning. Not sort of like, no, eh, whatever, but no, I believe that there's no meaning. The song is really powerful in its drums, its guitar, its bass, its lyrics. It's, 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 uh, it's more guitar heavy, heavy or centric than a lot of other No Means No songs, not only on this album, but just in general. And it's, it's a little bit more punk rock straightforward punk rock than a lot yeah although when we say straightforward for no means no right, right? like it's so, the quality is so the, high the, it's it's like a lot of a lot of uh no means no is like punk rock but not yeah i, I mean know. it's it's you can't put them in a single <laughs> it's, genre it's really hard to if you read no if you read no. any review of no means no the many of the reviewers spend half the review struggling to try to pigeonhole them are they punk rock are they math rock? Are they prog rock? Are they heavy metal? Are they hardcore? Are they jazz hardcore? Everything. Blah, 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 right? They're all of that and more. They're in... You cannot define them. You cannot define them. What they are is hella good, really, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this song is a prime example of that. Really, really great song. Yeah. All right, so next up on our roster is... Uh, a song that for me is has always been probably my favorite No Means No song of all time, which says a lot, and that, you know, the list will change every once in a while, but I absolutely adore this song, which it's good by song. now you've heard two episodes of this podcast and you've already heard me say that phrase a million times, right. so I apologize. This song is called... Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully next week we'll do an album that... Uh, my <laughs> I won't say that. Yeah, my dad isn't the most passionate about <laughs> We'll see. So, uh, this song is called Mary, and here is a little taste of its exquisiteness. Okay, this song is so good that as we were just listening to a little bit of silence in our recording because we haven't put the things in, I was literally hearing it in my head, banging my head, and playing air bass. Right. Because I just cannot help it. He this was, song and is, it was stupid. It was stupid. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of an idiot. Okay, so I, I got tons to say about this. So I want to hear what you have to say before I start talking because then I won't be able to stop talking. Right. This song... Something that I find interesting that I'm kind of confused about is on every single album the audio quality is pretty much the same at least for the mics but for certain songs this is something that's always kind of puzzled me though for some songs it makes sense for some songs Rob just chooses to stand a certain distance away from the mic that's different from a different song and it's like well well the previous song he was like right up next to it and here it's like a whisper so I'm like <laughs> A well, whisper. No, it's not a whisper, but it, it's it's obvious that it was like 
he, oh. he was standing. It was obvious in this song he's standing like a foot or two away from the mic. I would reckon that's to say because he is shouting with all of his passion. He is. And, and if he was standing too right. close to the mic, he would have blown that mic completely apart. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is definitely a very passionate song. It's long too. It's like eight minutes. It is. It's an epic. This is definitely you know. This is this. Every album has an epic or two. This is this album's. This this is this album's epic. Um, I think this song rocks in so many ways. And I haven't listened to it enough. No, you need to listen to this song. This, yeah. My guess is this is going to be one of those songs like in a couple months you're going to come back to me and go like, Dad, I get it. This is a song I need to listen to with a lyric sheet, which I've only done for No, a few you really times. do, because the lyrics in this song are really great. They really, to me, speak to... And I don't know them at They all. speak to this... Okay, so my interpretation of what they speak to. I'm just going to say that now because anytime I try to definitively right. say what no means no lyrics means, I'm a You're complete idiot wrong. because they're, Rob is a far greater poet, poet than I am an interpreter of lyrics. Um, even though the lyrics in the song have spoken to me repeatedly. And they don't speak to me on a personal level because it's not about my individual experience. This is a song about, to me, the primal force uh, behind nature that comes before all religion, before all of humans, humanity's attempts to nail it down. Now we have these lyrics like, before the strokes of the lash and the march to the crosses, right? Which is, is a total right. indictment of Christianity. And he talks about, you know, before you named me, before you broke me at the bottom of the sea, right? It's this, this force, this, this life force man. that's below all attempts of humanity to, to break it or find it or name it. Um, and yet the title of the song is Mary, right? Which is a very religious name. This is a name, the mother of Christ, it's also a word that means, uh, like, mm, mm, trying to think of the right word. Not joy, but like. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Like Mary, as in I'm Mary. It, it's spelled differently. I'm, it but is spelled, still. but still, hey, that's interesting. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so to me, this song, the, the the way he gets to the core of sort of the passion and anger and terror is by screaming of but that, also. no 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 but uh, of the of <laughs> the, the force of the words of how he cuts cuts down below um, you, you know our, our our the humanity's feeling that they they're in control and they know what's going on that they understand the the force behind the world and this is that voice looking down at man and just casting it completely aside it's with as you said the passion and the the vocal passion that Rod screams a lot of the time in this song is crazy. And then, of course, my favorite part of the song is where it gets real quiet, and the bass gets real quiet, the guitar gets real quiet, the drums get real quiet, and then it just busts right back in at ten thousand percent towards the end of the song. I'm gonna play that part right now because I think everyone needs to be exposed to this a little bit. So here's that clip. song. It's a long one. I haven't listened to it enough, so you my dad to, has way more to say about it you, than I do. You've got homework, and you've got to go, and you've got to listen to the song. Because yeah, listen to Mary. Listen to Mary. Okay. Uh, so the next song is one that I think we're going to actually have a very differing opinion on. Definitely. Uh, so let's put on a little bit of this song. It's called Every Day I Start to Ooze. I guess you heard my head turn brown. Mother was a secretary, I think. Her father, a rapist. I'm a little pressed for time and fact. But I know, I know. It's those personal acts, those personal acts that cut through the crap. 
I heard they were dismembering people down the street. That was a short clip of Every Day I Start to Ooze. This song is hilarious. It's, yeah, it's like dark comedy, though. It is dark comedy, right? It, the, I think it's hilarious mo- a lot of the time in the way Rob sings it, he or says it, depending. It's kind of hard to find what he's doing with his voice in this song, but he, he's doing it in a way that's very light and, like, um, sarcastic. Yeah, he's a master at, at having that sarcastic tone of voice. Yeah, and, and sometimes he, he just, he sort of just, like, lets loose in, like, a different way during the song. Like, sometimes the audio will just go weird and he'll scream really high-pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very the production gets a little bit iffy at a couple times on the song where when he starts yeah. screeching you can hear it's gets a little bit clippy a little yeah. but it, it's it's a it's a bizarre song to listen to too oh god I love it though and and one thing that I I thought was interesting is that is the title and the chorus is not every day I ooze it's every day I start to ooze so. You start, you like restart to ooze every day. That's right. sort of a confusing thing, conundrum to think about. Yeah, sure, sure. Whether or not that was intentional or not, it's right. kind of well, you know, interesting. And lyrically, this something I think this is a good exemplar of things that uh, that you can think about. No means no. Some people look at No Means No and they'll hear a song like this and they take it at face value, almost as if No Means No is actually espousing the things they're talking about. But really what they're doing is almost undercutting, in my opinion anyway, undercutting people who are nihilistic. It's not as if they are nihilists themselves, but they're undercutting the strain of nihilism that they see in the world. And I think this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other songs that, like, they talk about pretty awful things in a way that's like, that seems, based on the, the tone of their voice and everything, like they're okay with it or something, even though they're... No, it, you they're know, being very like um, what's a good word? Critical of them, but in a way that's presenting them as like, oh, here's the things. That's right, as if it was very straightforward, but they're yeah. not. They're undercutting. often making. I feel like in a subtle way, like making fun of how seriously people take these things sure. as a thing that could possibly be legitimate or not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, this song also, I think, features probably the only no means no disco break. That you'll ever find in a song. I, disco break? Yeah, that little middle part where yeah, you have the I little keyboard. Call it disco. I call it disco. So right. that, it's disco for no means no. How about that? For no means no, yes. The, the, the beat and the rhythm and the guitar break there sounds really disco yeah. to me. And, okay, there's a second person singing on there. Don't know who their voice is. Do you know who it's that a, is? No, I don't. It's a woman. It's a woman's voice who's singing with them, and I, I don't know who it is. Maybe it's the same person who sings on Wrong when they do... Uh, uh, the day everything became not day everything kind of nothing. Uh, the um, uh, anyway, we'll talk about that song when we do wrong. But they or, have a fe- uh, they have a song with a female singer on that one as well. And they're also on Ausfart. That's right. That's right. The, they do a little intro. Probably all different people, but whoever yeah, it is is fantastic. Uh, I think this song's hilarious. I've listened to this song a lot of times, and actually I've played this song for a lot of people who aren't really into No Means No, because you can actually understand the lyrics pretty easily, and they're hecka funny. <laughs> it's a really great, kind of ironic, as you said, sarcastic poem. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting song. This is a fun song just to listen to the lyrics, because sort of there's a lot of mm, enjoyment in their darkness. And... Yeah, exactly. A lot of great wordplay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to our next song. Yep. And this one, I'm going to go out on a limb and say is for sure an Andy Kerr song. Uh, and this one is called "When Putting It All in Order Ain't Enough." That's right. So here's a little clip. So that 
was when putting it when putting it or in order. Wait, what? When putting it in when putting it all in order ain't enough. <laughs> it's a difficult song yeah. to title to say. The, the song, I, it, except for like literally two words sung at the very end by Rob. It's entirely sung by Andy. Yep. It really feels like an Andy song to me. It really feels like an Andy song. There's a couple songs on Wrong, right, right towards the beginning, that this really reminds me of in that sense. Tired of Waiting, and uh, anyway, there's another one on there, too. We'll talk about when we do that album. Yeah. But, th- yeah, this is great, and it's really, um, it's, it's got kind of a slow pace to it, it compared to other songs. Except for, my favorite part of the song, the chorus. Just based on the melody. I love the melody of the chorus. It's really, it, it... It does a thing that No Means No does a lot, is it builds to a certain chord that you think, oh, that'd be so appealing, and then it does a different one. (laughs) Like, it plays a set of chords, and you know in your head, based on most of the music that most people make, what chord comes next, and then they don't do that. Right, right. Which is something that No Means No does a lot, and I kind of love, and it also is like a very unsatisfying thing, so it's kind of hard to love it, consciously. Right, and I think that's very intentional, right? Like, it's trying to evoke a feeling in you that's not that, oh, it's easy to listen to the song because I know what's coming next, but it wants to <clears throat> get in there and support yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting thing Yeah, that not a lot of bands do, subvert your expectations and sort of carry you away from your, you know, what n- most music is to you. Exactly. And, you know, and I have to admit that I absolutely love Andy's voice. <laughs> I, think I do, too. I, th- I think his voice is great. Yeah. I think it fits the band perfectly. Yeah, he's so such Rob's. a great singer. I mean, right. of course I love Rob's voice, but I, I well, really yeah, love... Well, I mean, he, yeah, he's a lot of the... A lot of the... He's most of the voice of the band. That's right. And when me and my buddies first started listening to this stuff, we hadn't seen them yet. We didn't know who was singing what, right? Like, we always kind of thought maybe it was the drummer who... Whose voice was Andy's voice? We weren't we weren't sure. We were always trying to figure it out. Um, but then so you saw it live. I never got to see Andy live. Oh right. I've told oh, you many times that if I ever had a time machine, unironically, right. one of the things I would probably do would be to go back and catch some Andy era shows. <laughs> no means no. Well, if I had a time machine, I would just see a No Means No show regardless. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Get to do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you ever get a time machine, make sure to hit me up and vice versa. We'll see what we can do. Um, so yeah, I, I love but, that song, and it's it like I said, it's this is kind of a this is a, has a slower pace. There's a really there's one really hard riff uh, in the middle of it that in the middle ah I don't well towards towards the middle whatever. But it's it's really uh, it, it doesn't come out of nowhere. It's a really grinding guitar. This is a very guitar heavy song rather than bass I, heavy. I, I love some of the songs on this where I feel like whether or not um, the the idea and writing of it whoever ha- I don't think that matters but um, when Andy comes forward and really leads the song yeah. with his guitar and his vocals yeah. those songs have a very they feel very no, mean, no means no but they still have a very different spin on them right. that I honestly really like I no, think I, th- I really like his voice and I think it fits yeah. really well me too me too so that song leads right into kind of one of the more interesting songs on the album uh, and that one is called um, uh, The Night Nothing Became Everything. Oh, yeah. That title is a riff on... On The Day Everything Became Nothing. Right, which was the not only a song title, but the title of one of their earlier albums. Which I cannot wait to cover. Yeah, we'll cover that. Probably going to be a two-episode podcast. That's going to have to be a two-episode podcast. Um, so this is all instrumental, and it's kind of really rough instrumental in it a way. Is, yeah. You were just saying as we were listening to this um, that you didn't really love it. Let's give the audience a chance to listen to it a little bit, and then we'll come back and talk about it. That was a little taste of the song. Um, it's, uh, I find it a little bit hard for myself to call it a song. It's if a, I'm being honest. Yeah, it's kind of a... It, it, it's an, I feel like interlude is a much better word It is an us. interlude. I've always felt that this song has to be paired with the song that comes after it. it. But it, it has to be there, because there has to be something in between 
uh, when putting it all in order ain't enough and the song we'll talk about next. Um, but that doesn't mean that I would ever listen to this song on its own. It's maybe one of the most punky, like straight up punky songs on the album because straight it's up. really just yeah. got like thrashy guitars and I and heavy I can say even though I love a lot of a lot of my favorite artists are very punk in a lot of ways, I can't say that I love punk as a genre. Right. Just based on straight up punk, I don't really love because it's a little too brash and has really nothing going on. Well, that's this song the in a nutshell. It's a really, it's an, it's an assault <laughs> song. It's, it's an assault on your eardrums. That's right. And, and you know, the next song is kind of an assault too, but in a, but, I think in a more it, directed way. But the, the next song has stuff going on. There are only really a handful of No Means No songs that are purely instrumental. I guess actually there might be one on almost every album. Not every album, but almost every album. Yeah. And this They're is, not my favorite. This is not... Well, some of the other ones are some of my favorites. This one is not my this favorite. I'll is, agree. Uh, I don't dislike it, but I don't I love do. it. But I do... Oh, that's interesting. So it's the one... It's the first time I've heard you say it's a No Means No song you actually dislike. I dislike this song. Okay, no, you're, you're, you're off the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't adamantly dislike the song. It's just that I would... No, that's good. Is it that I would never buy... Like when I, if I just want to like, what's a, what's a song that I want to listen to? Cause I want to enjoy a song. Never this, be this song one. ever. <laughs> You'll not play this for people trying to hear No Means No for the right. first time. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're like the biggest punk rock fan. That's right. So the one thing I, I find very, very interesting is in this song is more related to the song that comes after it, which is it gets this really nice slow fade down and then it fades up into the next song called I Think You Know. And I've always thought... I don't have any confirmation for this, but me and me and my buddy Russell always thought that the the riff for the next song inverts the riff for this song. So it's as if it goes Here, down. Yeah. Here's what and I'll then say flips. about that: it's close, related at least, even if it's not it's, a flip. I I I I'm kind of tempted to take this song. Um, what is what are we doing? I can't remember. When put, uh, 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 the, the night, the night nothing became everything. Yeah. I'm kind of tempted to like put that in like. Invert the audio for it and see what it sounds like. Yeah, it's probably not that. There. It's probably not a one to one like that, right? Right. But, well, like I, but I want to see if like the beats are, are in right. a similar order. But, but let's play a little bit of that. So let's. I'm going to play a little bit of the wind down of uh, the the night. Nothing became and everything. We'll also plays a little bit of the wind. Yeah, up. and then it'll wind up into uh, I think you know, which is a fantastic song. All right, here we go. A really great song. I mean, it's it's I like, super hardcore. It's I like super hardcore. The, the 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 dynamic it the song has when they're saying "I think you know" and they say some other lyrics with that. I like that dynamic, but some of the just verses of the song, I don't love the way it's ordered. What I would challenge you to do, because I'm sure you've not done this with this song, because we were just listening to these a little bit ago, and you, you were con- you were confessing that you hadn't really listened to these very not much. Not very much. You need to look at the lyric sheet for this song, because I do. It <laughs> is brilliant. Circling, hawk, uh, die. It's, it's a song that bite, jerk. I, you can't. Oh, my God, it's you just can't amazing. understand what they're saying. No, without you can't. A lyric sheet. But once you do, and you read through it, you realize that underneath this really assaulting punk. Uh, wall of noise they're putting at you is this excuse me you, you can't yawn on podcasts I'm sorry you lose uh, uh, this, I, I lose the the podcast award that isn't that we'll never thing. get yeah that um, we'll everyone's probably turned this off by now anyway right um, the, I mean, how, how long have we been going an hour and a half I don't know I don't think that long but it probably feels that long um, the lyrics in this song are the the way they sing them is so assaulting but the underlying poem is really effing cool 
It's really cool. So I challenge you to go and listen to this with the lyrics up, and I bet you your opinion of the song is going to change a little bit. Okay. It's really, really good. Awesome. Next song. All right. Next Clip. song is called Ghosts. Ghosts. Listen to this one a little bit. Again, should listen to it more. Well, here's the clip. Why are you scared? There's no one there. You're clean, strong, and free. Like you always wanted to be. You're alone, alone, alone. There is no one there. You're alone, alone, alone. There is no one there. That was a small clip of Ghosts, a 7 minute 30 second song about. It's another really long song. Another really long song, about two on this album. This song opens with a super rocking riff. Yeah. It's, I love this opening. And then it has sort of a second opening with the lyrics. What do you think of the lyrics of the song? I like them. They're, they're, they're weird. I, it, it talks sort of about sort of like... It's almost trying to. So this is sort of a. I, I think one of another one of the songs that like. There's many ways you can interpret them, depending on how deeply or in the way you want to think about them. They could be perceived as being lonely or scared. Is who? Because Rob's talking to someone. Right. Informing someone of maybe some, us. Maybe us of some truth. Um, and you could think that he's trying to comfort them or tell them. That they're they they shouldn't be afraid or shouldn't worry about anything, but I don't think that's that's not how I wish to interpret it because I don't I think it's more like they they want something to be there because it's talking about like there's no one there, um, everyone has been laid to rest. I think it's someone wanting something to be there. It could be or holding on to something, not wanting something to go away. Right. I think I think it's I think it's more reversing of they of they want something right. and Rob saying no leave yeah. it be everything's yeah. been laid to rest yeah it, it could almost be on one reading a uh, excoriation of those who think that there's life after death right it could be one of those songs I, I I'm fairly certain that Rob at least in this period of life was pretty certain that death is the end and that was it <laughs> right uh, and this song in a certain way kind of talks about like nope. That's it. Once you're gone, think, all of those yeah, things that think, you want to bring back are gone. I think Ghost is a very fitting title as well for yeah. it because it's talking about how everyone has their own ghosts and but our ghosts as a physical thing is that is that any sort of reality that is not only a thing that is uh, like plausible to believe in, but is it a thing that's healthy to believe in? Right. Right. Is it is it I think some of the tones of it is like, is it good to hold on to the ghosts of your past? Right, right. And musically, the song is really haunting. Like, the yeah. production of it, they have those... You can hear Andy sort of lightly kind of plucking weird little strings here and there I to give it this... The, I love the music of the song. Isn't it amazing? It's, it's just like really this great. haunting... I've read in interviews, I don't remember which one... I think it was actually multiple band members. They don't actually like the song very much. Really? Yeah, but it was not one of their favorite songs to have played. Mm. Uh, but I love it. There's this version of this, I think it's without lyrics... I was going to mention this at the end of the podcast, but you know that there's that album Zero, zero Plus, plus One two. Equals... Yeah, Zero Plus Two Equals One and a Half. That's right. So these were like demos that Andy released out into the world, and they have a demo of this song, and I think it has no lyrics. So it's like oh, a, wow. an instrument, or at least a partial version of this song with no lyrics. Um, very, very cool. Yeah, even though they may not be one of their favorites, I think it's a fantastic song. I haven't... So I, I just listened to part of it... Um, you know, for preparation, for preparation, talking about it, and it's it's jumped up on my list of no means no songs quite a ways of where it was before. It's really good. I I definitely this is a song I need to just fully lyric sheet it. Sure. Yeah. Just so I can really absorb everything that yeah um, it has to say. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to lead into the yeah. closing. 
Do you have anything else to say on this second to last song before we jump into good old Joyful Reunion? I don't think I do. I'm kind of jumping at the bit to play our audience a bit of that masterpiece. I think we're going to play you a little bit longer than we usually do because I think you just really need to hear some of this. So enjoy and we'll be back with you in a second. Oh yeah. Buckle up, Buttercup. (laughs) just as insane to listen to as it was for us. Okay, uh, listeners, I'd like you to pause for a moment and pick your butts up off the floor, because they right. clearly fell off after <laughs> listening to yeah. that Th- clip we just played. This played. song, easily, hands down, no question, best drums. Whether or not it's the fastest drums or anything like that, best drum section, any song, crazy, period, hands down. Crazy. No competition. It kills me that you will never get to see this song live, because oh. live it is absolutely insane to see John Wright shred his drum kit playing this song. And playing, it's also hard to a little bit imagine that played jazz style. It's amazing. What you have to understand, a lot of what's going on in that, I think, are floor toms. The digga 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 digga, I think are his feet. A lot of it. I could be wrong, but I think think a lot of that is feet. It's just an incredibly impressive I don't know anyone who could drum like that. No. And it's just so tight and so fast. Incredible. But so, like, not chaotic. It's just this rhythmic... And then Andy's guitar playing takes sort of, like... I think that... So, I think most of Nomi's No songs have an order of which instrument... For the most part, of which instrument takes the lead. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, for example... Oh, what song were we talking about? Uh... Zero plus two equals no, one is very the, bass heavy. Uh, the Valley of the Blind is very guitar heavy. Yep. This, the drums. It is the, the drums. The, so it goes drums, guitar, bass. This is one of the few songs I feel like where the bass actually takes the back seat. Well, and the bass and the guitar actually play in tandem here. Like, they're right. oftentimes playing the same thing together which, to, support, which, to support the The, the only drums. other song I can think of right now, I'm sure there's more that I can think of that does that, is All Lies on Wrong. Yeah, to a degree, yep. Well, at least for the first riff. Yep. Um... It, it's crazy. Also, this is another song where Rob's screaming two or three feet away from the mic. And but the passion that is in his voice. He, this is what the, he's able yes. to convey so much emotion and so much earnestness, seriousness. Like he, he is not screwing around. <laughs> he he yeah. he. You feel everything that he's saying one thousand percent. He puts it all out there on the floor. I was about to compare his vocals in this song to another one, but I just realized most of our listeners probably won't know that song. What is it, though? The River. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, The River's no really comparison to this, but just the passion. I'd say there's comparisons, yeah. Yeah, just pure pure passion of his voice. There's a couple different things he does with his voice. One, he's... I I think there's like three main ones. He's singing darker and slower. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, with a lot of intensity, but not loud. He's screaming and with passion and just, like, energy. And he's being uh, loud and sarcastic. 
Oh, like, Those are the three, the, the three, three of the flavors. The, the three, the main, because there's more. Sure, the sure. three, the main flavors that he does with the things he does with his voice and songs. Good old Mr. Happy. Yep. Right. He. Yeah. I, can you imagine how much fun the song must have been to record? I mean, this song to me, every time I listen to it, I get, exci- I get excited when it starts it, to play. It's a song that like. You just like feel. It I do. I just the, I got to mosh pit to this song once, and it was, oh, it was not that the river was a better mosh pit, but this one was pretty damn great. It was pretty damn great. Well, now I never got to see it with Andy, so it would have been even better oh, with Andy. Yeah. But they did play it once, uh, only once, when I saw them. Um, oh my god, I love this song so much. Now, when you, I don't know that you've been able to sit and listen to the lyrics so much, but if you were to take a guess as to what this song meant or what you're gleaning from the lyrics. What are you picking up from it? Also, apologies to anyone. I'm not sure how much of this clip we're going to play. There was definitely some profanity in there. So if we've... This is a very profanity-heavy song. If we've burned your children's ears or if you're judging me for letting my 14-year-old uh, listen to this... Well, too bad. Yeah, you, you can... Not your discretion. You can go straight to H-E double hockey sticks for that. But um, <laughs> but we're sorry if we've if we've burned your uh, sensitive little ears. Yeah. I think in general, maybe not the best... Podcast for the young ones. Not super young, but your teens. Your teens. You know, this is a good antidote for dabbing. It de- it depends on the teen, because most teens, at least I know, <laughs> tried to introduce this music nah, to. They're not ready. Not. They're not ready. <laughs> sure. They're not ready. Yeah. So anyway, you were going to talk about the lyrics a little bit. The lyrics. Well, no, you were. You said. I was I, trying to get you to talk. You were trying about to get you to talk about the lyrics. I. I don't know that I have that much to say. No, you don't have to. Um, I'm trying to think about what. But I'm this is another about. one where he's talking to somebody, right? Like it's yes. not just an abstract voice. This is a voice that's absolutely directed at someone in specifically. And I think it is us, but a part of us that's not individual. It's like the part of you. This it's almost like the subconscious, that part that wants to be released, that part that wants to break free. That part where he talks about, um, you know, I'm the I'm the guy on the other side of the looking glass, right? Like he he expli- explicitly yeah. talks about how. This is another aspect of yourself. This is a song where I feel like a glance at the lyric sheet, and I have so and I have so much to say, but I don't. I know. Well, you I need, don't know the lyrics you, so of the song at all. This is your homework. Maybe we'll do a re-review of this album some later date, far in the future, I, after I th- you've really digested the lyrics. I honestly think that like we should like dedicate an episode to like three songs that just completely died in the lyrics because we could. Oh, absolutely. Especially for a song like imagine. Remember, we we talked for like five minutes about. Or like three minutes about one line in zero plus two. That's Imagine right. doing a whole yeah. podcast on you that. Could, right? We could deconstruct. Anyway, it fully. joyful so, reunion. Joyful reunion. I mean, there's not much more to say about it because it's just it's a fire. This song. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely your butt gets blown right it's off. It's one of the best endings to a No Means No album. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I go and say it is the best ending. The best ending. There's there's a few endings that are good, but this. Yeah. This takes the cake. No, there's you cannot compare to this. This is insanely good. This is one of the best No Means No songs, yeah. just from an objective standpoint. Absolutely. Almost purely based on the instrumentals alone, or just the drums. The just drums the are, drums! Like, where is this guy from? It's nuts, those drums. They are nuts. I Something that I've often is, I don't know if this happens to you, but often will be a feeling or sort of... Uh, type of sort of not an image um, but something similar to that in your brain that happens during s- songs this is a weird one for me is it how so like it it, it just feels very like um, it, it's very like I don't know it, it's 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 an intense and rhythmic and sharp and and it's like it, it feels like it's Flowing, but not in the same way huh. other songs do. Huh. Interesting. It's like sharp and flowing, sharp which, and flowing. which is contradictory, but but still. a good way to describe the contradiction. Yeah. No, it's, not only is this the great ending to the album, this song's ending is really, really good. The way this song ends is really, really good. With all of them coming in and doing the harmony together, and then the last sting as they really rip out the guitar, bass, and drums all together in unison. It's incredible, and I'm always so disappointed when it's over. 
And many times I've hit rewind on that. Okay, so this is the dog podcast now. Uh, I've hit rewind <laughs> on that album. Uh, I mean, on that on that song, two or three times, just okay. because I can't. The stand thing it is, this is about his last episode. Yeah, exactly. she got in the way more. Uh, time. Anyway, it's so it, I, it, we didn't play the whole song for you here, but I would recommend trying to go and find it if you can. And of all the songs on this album, if you like hardcore at all. Do yourself a favor and listen to this song. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping you'll fall in love with it. It's not going to be for everyone. No, frankly, no means no won't be for everyone. But hopefully, Just it'll for the best. <laughs> okay, well, um, really, if if you if you think there's a chance you might enjoy it, and you're one of our listeners who maybe uh, more enjoy some of our other things, for example, pavement and that more element. Maybe give them a chance or don't. It's your opinion. They're objectively great. They're objectively really, really, really even if you really, don't really, really, really personally good. enjoy their music, you can. I think if you're someone who appreciates music, you can objectively appreciate their greatness. Absolutely, and, and we will be covering uh, the majority of their albums over the life of this podcast uh, because they're all. Well, I would like to cover all of them plus. Um, at some point. Yeah, we will. Depending on depending on the longevity of our podcast. <laughs> right, depending on how uh, long we actually end up doing this. But I will be listening to this band until I die. And as a matter of fact, when I die, and you'll be responsible probably for partly putting on my funeral, you better toss on some of these tunes, dude, because i got to have people subjected to some of the No Means No for, for damn and sure. I don't care how much they hate it. <laughs> no way, man. they got to listen right. to it. They gotta listen. If I gotta listen to the, some of the stuff I've heard at other people's funerals, they gotta listen to this. <laughs> so that I think they would sucking approve. country or pop or that kind and of stuff. And still holding out hope that someday, if you're listening out there, Rob and John and maybe Andy and Tom, and you don't want a tour, but you just want to have a nice reunion show when you're super old somewhere up in Victoria, just do it. Just once. I mean, I'm, I would love it. I'm buying I mean, me and Parker you know. a ticket. We're gonna fly up there, and we're gonna get to see you just one more time. Just okay, well, don't put. Th- All right, that's enough of that. Yeah, no more begging. No pressure like that. No, lots of pressure like that. <laughs> okay, it's never not anywhere. It's not going anywhere. But I had to yeah. put it out there into the world, <laughs> of course, because they're so good. Anyway, thank you all not, for not listening. To, not to ramble on. Well, too we've been rambling for probably way too long now. Right, I don't know how long this episode's gonna be longer than the last one. That's for sure. Anyway, thank you. A ton for listening if you are listening. Yep. Well, and, if uh, you're listening, then you're listening. I'm confused my brain now. Um, we will see you at a later date. Uh, like, subscribe. That's yeah, not all how this power platform work. No, we need you to give a review. We're probably going to be on iTunes by the time we actually publish this. So right, give so us a review if you like it at all, as long as it's a good review, of course. Yeah, um, if, you, if you have a... Subscribe a, to the podcast, of course. And, if it's uh, a bad review... Um, don't. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Or you know? or or if it, if it's constructive criticism, a little bit. This is not a democracy. You can also uh, which tweet- is a quote of Rob Wright. That's right. You can also tweet us at uh, at indie bandwidth. Uh, that's our Twitter handle. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, if you're out there listening. Uh, which there probably isn't anybody, but you know, just for the heck of it, casting from the empty into the void. Right. All right, everybody. So until the next time, this has been Indie Bandwidth. Uh, I'm Parker. No, that's not true. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was purposeful or not. Yeah, I'm just but trying to mess with people. Okay. I'm Jordan. I'm Parker. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.